Welcome back to episode two of The Water Cooler. I'm your host, Ryan Peters, alongside Peter Elliott and Carson Ward. Morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Doing great. Doing really well. I'm fired up for this podcast. Episode two of The Water Cooler. We're back and better than ever. All right, so let's start with a preview of this Friday's Lake Forest versus Waukegan game. What are your guys' thoughts? I don't think Waukegan's going to win this. Uh, Plain and simple, Waukegan is not a good program. Waukegan is, I believe, 0-5 on the year. Right. Uh, I think the most points they scored was 14 against Mundelein, where they lost 26 to 14 or 29 to 14 or something. I think Lake Forest is going to win 50 points in the first half, and then they'll take off the break 70 to zero. Okay, right. Well said, Billy. Lost 26 14 uh, to Mundelein. They've been outscored 219 to 20 in their five games so far. Losses to Grays Lake North, uh, Vernon Hills, Warren Mundelein, and Libertyville. Uh, it's plain and simple, guys. This should be an easy win for the Scouts. A great, great opportunity for them to get back on track and start rolling uh, towards the end of the season. Get some more North Suburban Conference wins. I think this game's going to be a little closer just because the Scouts, their offensive line is going to be lacking without. One of their uh, starting right tackle, right mm. guard, whatever he is. Right tackle. Um, actually, you know what? That may help them just because he's so bad. Um, but it, it's going to be a little closer, maybe like 35 nothing. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's my take for it. Carson? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a tough game against Warren last week, but this is a great game for the Scouts to get some momentum. I say they win 49-3. to The Scouts just didn't want to give Warren any good film uh, for the playoffs. Of so when they meet them in the playoffs, it, it won't even be close. Right, I mean, it's, that's that's it's yeah. it's deceptive it's like that. Right uh, here, exactly, yeah. Spagnoli knows how to. Yeah. He's playing men, mind games with them. All right, predictions for this game, Carson. You've already given yours, Ryan. Uh, thirty-five nothing. I'm gonna say twenty-three-six Scouts. Forty-nine no Scouts. That's uh, that's your Trevor Lake Forest back. Warren preview. Now on to the other, uh, probably probably the second best team on the North Shore uh, and in the Chicagoland area, the Chicago Bears, uh, going from Lake oh, Forest yeah. to Chicago. We are here for the weekly Bear Down update. Okay. Uh, the Bears will be in London this week playing the Raiders. Uh, all that needs to be said about this game is Khalil Mack. Yep. Revenge game. Khalil Mack. Four sacks, at least. Khalil Mack. Bears he said, win. said this week that he expected to be with the Raiders his entire career. Uh, imagine how bad he felt when he was traded. I, you know, th- I, I think he might have like eight sacks this game. Oh yeah, th- yeah. I'm saying I'm saying at least twelve tackles for losses. Um, as long as he, as long as he doesn't suffer from jet lag, I think he's like he's, <laughs> he, he might get at least eight jet sacks. lag. Jet lag is the silent killer. Of course, of course, we know that from cross country. Yeah, we know how, how bad that can be uh, for running. Uh, right. I mean, this Raiders team. Not great on offense, not great. They got Derek Carr, uh, our def- the defensive line, the front seven, was just lights out last game uh, against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, the elite quarterback he is, couldn't get anything done. $84 million guaranteed. That's true. Uh, Chase Daniel looked awfully good, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how his skills uh, translate across the pond. Maybe he's only good stateside, but hopefully uh, we can see really what he, what he, uh, what he does uh, before we get Mitch Trubisky back. Yeah, I think Bears will win easily, and thinking at least 28-7. I don't think they're giving up much to this Raiders offense. They're just, quite frankly, not intimidating at all. Mm-hmm. If Daniel plays like as close to as well as he did against Minnesota, then this is not close. You know, terrible defense, terrible offense. You know, Bears win 31-10. I'd agree, 35-10 Bears. 16-7, but the 16 points come on four field goals and two safeties. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty Bears Bears win yeah, right there. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful game. <laughs> that is Chicago Bears gritty football. Even in London, they're playing close games like that. Hopefully, Panario can get healed and so he can hit 
uh, kick those four Absolutely. field goals. All right, on from the Bear Down Weekly Update, it's time for, I'd, I'd say, what's becoming sneak, sneakily the one of the better segments on our show, the Chili's Luck of the Week. Uh, Although, we did go 0-3 last week. Yeah, right. That's so, kind of rough. It's important to note, in the debut uh, debut episode in which we did the Chili's Luck of the Week, we went 0-4. So these might not be locks. Uh, you know, if you're fading us, don't at, let us know. At but, this rate... We'll have to go to Chili's, and we'll all be 0 and right. 9, and we'll have to just yeah. buy it for some random person. Right. So, I, <laughs> so Ryan, explain uh, the genesis for the Chili's Lock of the Week and, and um, what happens. Frank, so what happens in the Chili's Lock of the Week is we each pick a game, a uh, college football game, and we're going to keep our record throughout the year. And whoever has the best record, the two losers have to pay for whatever at Chili's the winner wants. Um, last week was rough. We already had a bad beat with uh, – <laughs> South Alabama covering against Louisiana Monroe in garbage time. Yeah. That, was, that was rough yeah. for me. Um, so hopefully we'll bounce back this week. Old Dominion let me down last week. Yeah, those Could monarchs. Unfortunate. Those, those, those dang monarchs against I East underestimated Carolina. Lane Kiffin. You yeah. know, Florida Atlantic blew out Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was rough for us. All right, so let's try and get in the win column at least uh, one time this week. So I went three in the Chili's uh, lock of the week. Let's get our picks this week. Uh, Carson, start with you. Uh, I am going UAB, uh, eight and a half point favorites over Rice. You know, UAB, I know what you're thinking. They lost to Western Kentucky last week, but, you know. Right, that's exactly like, what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, my God, UAB lost, lost to Western Kentucky. Yeah, I, I I'm know such you're a big fan. I can right. see it in your eyes. That's, yeah. Oh, my God, the Conference USA I mean, follower. Rice has not won a game this entire year, although they are 3-1-1 one, and one against the spread. But a lot of those games were at home. They are playing on the road against UAB, and UAB is going to be – mad after that loss because that snapped their three-game winning streak and they're going to be hungry and they're going to blow out this these rice owls speaking of conference usa my chili's lock of the week is tulsa over smu tulsa's a 15 point underdog smu's ranked for the first time since 1986 unbelievable tu the golden hurricane had a bye week last week and i think they're going to come out and they're just gonna they're gonna humiliate smu taking the Golden Hurricane. Interesting. Well, as a college football fanatic and, and a resident night owl, I love the Mountain West, uh, and I think it's probably the most entertaining group of six conference. You can't argue with that, uh, aside from the Pac-12, of course. Uh, I, th- I know how historically bad San Jose State is. Uh, over the last three years, uh, they've won just five games in those three years, most of those coming against FCS opponents, um, which, you know, let's be honest, they are an FCS team. Uh, so five wins in the last three years. Uh, somehow they're riding high, though, coming off uh, an amazing upset win over Arkansas, and then they only lost by 17 points to Air Force last week. Uh, somehow they're the favorite going in uh, going in against New Mexico. Somehow they're the six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't understand it. A lot of the public is riding with New- San Jose State for some reason. I, I-, I don't know. Uh, but I followed Mountain West football to know long enough. You should not put any stock in San Jose State. I'm riding New Mexico, uh, six and a half point dogs. Does New Mexico have Bob Davey, their coach back? Though? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a very good All question. Right, I know he had research. some health issues. He, he I, I have not looked into that. That uh-huh. might be if they don't a reason for them being the underdog. I'm going to guess he's not back considering Bob Davey said, the doctor saved my life. <laughs> Actually, okay. no, I see an um, article right here. Bob Davey to rejoin team on the sidelines for week five game versus Liberty. So I should assume he's so right. back. So, right. Okay, so Bob Davey's back. Again, I'm, I'm sticking with my pick. New Mexico, six and a half point dog. They're a solid team. They beat Sam Houston State. I know. Sam Houston State is always dangerous. One of the better FCS always teams. You can never underestimate Sam Houston State. Them in North Dakota State. Yep. Always teams to look North out Dakota for. North Dakota State moving up to FBS soon, too. As the host of the Joey Goodser Show, I believe I am legally required to pick the Michigan game. 
And looking at this Michigan versus Iowa, uh, number 19 Michigan at number 14 Iowa, I believe. Actually, I believe it's at the big house, excuse me. Uh, Michigan's are seven-point favorites to win. We're not looking at that. The over-under is 47. My lock of the week is the under. Are you <laughs> 47 points between Michigan and Iowa? Yeah. No! That's like 23 points a team. That's not happening. That's a lot that's, of field goals. That's, that's Michigan's good for goals. at least four turnovers from Shea Patterson. Yeah. Iowa, you, Iowa's Iowa. If you like the over, you don't like Big Ten football. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's Big Ten that's, football. That's a yeah. solid pick. Betting the under. All right, quick little rundown of our lock of the week picks. Carson? Uh, UAB over Rice. Eight and a half point. I had Tulsa, 15 and a half point underdogs over uh, SMU. New Mexico, six and a half point underdogs over San Jose State. Michigan at Iowa at Michigan, hit the under. All right, folks, that's your Chili's Lock of the Week picks. Hopefully, hopefully we might break so even maybe, this week, maybe, actually. Bet, yeah. Maybe someone will at least get a win. Right. It's going to um, be me. You'd hope for that. Really quickly, we're going to do an in memoriam for actually both teams who played in the wild card game last night. Yep. The Nats and the Brewers. The Brewers is Trent Grisham, the next Bill Buckner. We'll never know. Oh, boy. Um, just putting it out there. I know uh-huh. he's a good young player, uh-huh. but just putting it out there. Then the Nationals, you get to go play the Dodgers. Congrats. Right. Right. Just have fun with that. Yeah, game six of the World Series uh, against the NL wildcard game. Those are the two, uh, two, yeah. two very lovely stages. I know some Brewers stages. fans who will be feeling That's the true. same way that I'm that sure true. those Red Sox fans Honestly, are. I mean, if you're a Cubs fan, you got to be really happy that you just missed oh, the playoffs. Yeah. And you're already on oh, the yeah. offseason focusing on you know, finding a new manager and what to do with all these all these pieces that are that might might go away. Um, so. More chance, uh, chance to fire Theo earlier than usual? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, oh, boy. You know, that's my hot take. I think they should have fired Theo instead of Madden. That's not your take. Well, they should fi- they should have fired Madden or part ways with him. Sorry, but they should have fired Theo a long time. ago. We're already yeah, on I know you're Theo. you're ahead of that. You're, oh, you've been saying that since the springtime, and I'm 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 agreeing with you. I'm on the board with you. Yeah. All right. Um, just listen to this, AJ. Seems Shaw. like any baseball takes somehow with you two just devolve into firing Theo. We could be that's, talking about Triple A baseball. And my, yeah, my Reds winning the World Series next year ultimately just is based off of the. Cubs should they should fire Theo. That's, the, that's just. You Darvish, six Cubs years, one hundred twenty-six million dollars. I thought that was a joke at the time, and I've been proved right every month since then. It's, okay, well, it's the Godwin's law of talking baseball with you guys. Well, yeah, we'll, it just ends we'll, up we'll, we'll ends wait, up coming yeah, back to we'll firing Theo. We'll wait till Theo. the hot stove to uh, go and rail on Theo. All right, no more, no more baseball so talk. Let's I think move we should on. Yeah. hypothetical of the week. All right, last week we discussed whether the varsity soccer team could beat a, a, a group of 75 U9 AYSL players. Very well received among our audience. Pretty close vote, I think, according to the poll, uh, the varsity team ended up winning, unfortunately. Yeah. I still strongly disagree with that, but we won't, relitigate, we won't relitigate that argument. The hypothetical for this week is what NFL player would you choose to have join the Lake Forest Scouts football team? Let's right, go I'll start this one off. Easy choice, Derrick Henry. All you need to look at is his senior year high school stats. Look at this, 13 games played, 462 carries, 4,261 yards, which, which goes up to over nine yards a carry. Oh my goodness. 327 yards a game, 55 <laughs> touchdowns. A man among boys. Not only that, he's, he's only so big, you could put him on defense too. It's like he, You could yeah. put him anywhere. Like, on Lake Forest, personally, I know only Riley Mills would be able to tackle him. 
Maybe if you Charlie put Charlie, if you put him on defense, yeah, probably maybe Mac. enough guys back there to get but some penetration. On the there would be combo. no way. I mean, when you're averaging, when you're almost averaging a first down every carry, yeah. like I mean, how do you stop that? And that was in high school. He's only gotten bigger in college. Oh, the yeah. unbelievable! Just imagine being like a 165 pound safety and Derrick Henry's coming at you, 240 yeah. pounds of speed and power, like. I- I'm running towards the I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm running towards the sidelines I'm for uh, a hammy. I'm just falling down. He scores uh, he scored a touchdown decision. every eighth carry. Right. That's absurd. If I'm on the kick coverage, I'm I'm, I'm going to be out there a lot trying to block their extra points. I mean, that's or block, you know, block yeah. for us. Uh yeah. Think about this. His freshman year on varsity in Alabama, he averaged 8 yards a carry. Yeah. It's crazy. Nuts. That's a man, a man amongst boys. Like Jahari so, Jahari's yeah. great. The one-two punch of Derrick Henry and Jahari not stopping. Yeah. Not to stopping play him. devil's advocate here, though, what if a defense figures out, you know, if we get Derrick Henry, that means the passing game is almost non-existent. No. What if you throw the kitchen sink at him? What if you throw literally all seven guys, all the, the entire front seven at Derrick Henry? I think you could start, drag him down. It's, you, it's, you, it's start like, run, you start running the triple option. You fake it to, <laughs> you fake it to, uh, to uh, Derrick Henry, then you just pitch it to Jahari. He's off to the races. Uh-huh. Gone. Uh-huh. Touchdown. That's possible. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Uh, Jahari's, of course, is probably easier to bring down than Derrick Henry. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's yeah. he's got so much. But speed. with all the he, with he all the attention on Henry, then like he could easily yeah. score a touchdown. All right. Uh, what's our next pick aside from Derrick Henry? I'll go. Uh, I think it's this this choice is easy. Lamar Jackson. Another uh, running back selection. <laughs> nice slot wide receiver. Actually. That is incredibly disrespectful. And if he heard that, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Lamar Jackson's not gonna listen to this high school. Podcast. Yeah, no, he will not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, John Harbaugh will. Lamar Jackson, for me, it's it's pretty easy. He's, I mean, like you said, though, like you hinted, you joked about it, but he really is like kind of a, a quarterback-running-back hybrid. Yeah, I feel uh, like you wouldn't really use him in the passing you game. Would, you you wouldn't him. need him to throw the ball. Yeah, just have him run around and just, like, scramble but for the thing, yards But the thing play. is, I mean, that, that means the passing game and running game are equally as potent uh, in two years at uh, at Boynton Beach High School in Florida. So he's playing Florida High School, which, uh, you know, I'd say is probably better than Chicago High School football. Threw for uh, 2,000 yards, 31 passing touchdowns, and then ran for 22 uh, rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he's a threat both on his feet and with his arm. Uh, I don't know how you stop that. The entire team revolves around the quarterback. If you have a good quarterback, uh, you'll be a great high school team. The entire we, team we revolves saw that. around the offensive line. Right. We saw <laughs> that. Trenches. We saw that with uh, Jack Moses uh, of Lake Zurich. Uh, he lit up the scouts, 220 uh, yards rushing, 143 yards passing. So more rushing yards than passing yards. Still scored five touchdowns. Uh, so we can see what a dynamic quarterback can do to defenses. Lamar Jackson, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, an electric player like that. Uh, the, the thing that stands out to me from Lamar Jackson High School is that there was a local news segment in Florida that went viral of him right. running to the end zone, stopping on a dime. Oh, I right. was doing the Michael Jackson move right. on the one-yard line, and the defender just flies yes. out of bounds, and he struts in. In addition to being a four-star in high school, Lamar Jackson was a Vine star also. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that that was – I remember being on Vine in you know, 2013 and 14 and seeing that guy. I'm oh, my God, what, a, what an athlete. And then finding out a couple years later he was oh, the same the Lamar Heisman Jackson, <laughs> the, the Heisman winner at Louisville and the, and the draft pick at – uh, with the Ravens, he's lit. He's lit it up this year. Uh, had a lot of doubters last year, but I think, I mean, a- after what he's done so far this year, 
running the ball, passing the ball, you can't stop him. I, I think he's the easiest pick ever. Our offense is probably putting up like 80 points a game, I'd say. That's pretty fair. Solid pick, but you need wide receivers. Like, yeah, you use him in the running game a lot, but, I mean, We're, but you need more than just Lamar Kyle. Jackson is not Brett Favre, well, though. Well, I mean, well, yeah. Right. Lamar Jackson is not Brett Favre. He's I guess not, he's he's not, not launching. He's, he's not like launching. Yeah, yeah, right. He's not, he's not throwing fair, yeah. no-look passes. He's a, your standard quarterback. See, I thought about other quarterbacks, you know, Brady or other guys. He's not mobile, and he's firing the ball too hard. I think Lamar Jackson is the perfect Tom combination. Tom Brady is more agile than DK Metcalf. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, he's probably a better outrunner yeah. than he is. Uh, but I think, for me, Lamar, it's easy. Uh, he throws the ball with enough speed uh, that'll get to his wide receivers, but he's not Brett Favre taking his receiver's fingers off. I, I mean, Lamar, I don't know how you stop that. I think he, he's putting up eight touchdowns by himself alone in addition to Jahari scoring, you know, another four. So probably scouts are probably winning by like 100 in every game if you add Lamar Jackson because he runs the entire offense. But For my pick, I'm going to go a little bit of a dark horse pick here. I'm going to say Eddie Jackson. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Eddie Jackson. Going on the defense. We're going on the defense. Make it, The philosophy that I have for building a team for football is you make your strengths better. Okay, You don't try to improve your weaknesses, you make your strengths better. And the strength of this scouts team is their defense, plain and simple. When Riley Mills is playing, this defense is nigh unstoppable. And with him forcing Mallards and then Eddie Jackson back there to catch them, I think that defense starts putting up more points. I think if you put Eddie Jackson back there, absolutely no one is going to be able to get any pass deep. Does anyone disagree with me? I concur. I, yeah. Yep. No one gets any pass deep. Our corners just start pressing, okay? We play cover one. Let Eddie Jackson have the entire backfield, okay? He gets his picks. Riley gets his sacks. Everyone's happy. That's all I'm saying. Problem is, though, I mean, you're still leaving up so much to chance. You're letting, you know, could let guys blow past him. Uh, I mean, you're... He's in the he's in the secondary, so you're still allowing for yeah, checkdown passes. Right, a lot of checkdowns. The running game, if they have a solid running game, you know you're still getting first downs. I trust our I trust our cornerbacks to be able to break up checkdowns between Hoskins, Jessica, Scheidler, Milliman. I think those that's a great young secondary we've got there. I think they'll be able to break up those passes underneath. And if we really have to, we just run cover three and put eight men in the box. No, I mean, no doubt about your uh, flaws. I mean, w- about that. But I, I kind of fundamentally disagree with your premise to to make your strengths stronger. I think if you have if you have some weaknesses on offense, like like the scouts have, they're they're averaging under ten points a game on offense. I think you need some guys uh, to help score points. I'm gonna and, have to disagree with you, Peter. I'll uh, go ahead and segue into my pick, which is Aaron Donald. Okay. And I mean. Defense is like when Riley Mills is healthy, you know, they got to double team him or triple team him to stop him. Now just imagine Aaron Donald on that defensive line too. I mean, Riley Mills, he's a really good, he's going to be a really good college player, but he's still in high school. This is Aaron Donald, 280 pounds NFL player, defensive player of the year. He's legitimately unstoppable. How are we going to stop like Mills and Riley, Mills and Donald on the same line? He's going to have at least three defensive touchdowns every single game. (laughs) <laughs> Who needs offense when your defense is just lights out? Three defensive touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if, if you get tackled by Aaron Donald, like he's just going to knock the ball out of you. He might send you to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Aaron Donald. I mean, if he can dodge knives, I think he could probably uh, do some he's damage insane. to he's high school offensive freak. linemen. He just go, like, plows through that offensive line like a hot knife and bread. Hot knife and bread. <laughs> I mean, butter. Right, uh, th- that is fair. I'd say he makes more of an impact. Uh, if you a uh, defensive lineman like Aaron Donald is making more of an impact than a guy like uh, Eddie Jackson, especially with how good 
the, the secondary is relative. Honestly, I mean, I, I agree with you how good our defensive line is. Riley, uh, plus a, all, all the other guys in the line, and then Aaron you Donald. Run against that, that would be incredibly difficult to stop. You can't have time to, like, get a pass off. And, I mean, you could probably put him just, like, up running back, you know, just, like, right. to tackle him. Right. I think another sure. another an, another thing we're kind of uh, disregarding is the fact that a lot of these – some of these players could play both ways. Uh, and I think that's something you have to do. You have to get these guys playing both ways. I think Lamar could probably play cornerback yeah. uh, and quarterback as well. And wide receiver and running back. And wide receiver and running back. Lamar is the most versatile player uh, of this bunch. Uh, I mean, purely – If we're talking versatility, we got to go Taysom Hill. Taysom uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, but uh, guys, uh, I have actually just received a call-in. An, an Ooh, a call-in. Oh, amazing! To answer this question, uh, you mind if I put it on? Oh, of course. Go ahead. Hey guys, this is Andy Reid. Um, just, I just was listening to your podcast, and uh, um, 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 my take for this is, um, um, the scouts, if they added me, they would this offense would be electric and unstoppable. If you add Andy Reid to this offense to call plays, it would be electric. Scouts win 94 to nothing every game at Andy Reid. Wow, Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, calling into our high school podcast. That's another thing we're neglecting. I think it, it could be both coaches and players. Uh, any coaches you'd like to see with these scouts? Brad I, I mean, Stevens. I have all Mark my Trestman. faith. I have all my faith in Chuck Spagnoli, but I mean, there, there's a lot of offensive and defensive gurus that you could add. Um, I know someone who could get Matt Nagy to potentially oh. to potentially be our coach. I know he's very close friends with them. And uh-huh. I believe his son's actually here at the high school. Right. Um, but I just want to call this out. I saw that I just stumbled upon the stat. One game in high school, his senior year, Derrick Henry, guess how many carries he had in one game? 55? 30, 65? 57. Wow. And then this is a different game where he didn't have 57 carries. He ran for 510 yards <laughs> and six touchdowns. Jesus. Yeah. Five football. I mean, that's even if it's Alabama. I think we have to pay high school athletes. I don't think Lake Forest. I don't think even Lake Forest has 50 offensive snaps most no, games. I mean, I that's know. that's incredible to feed him the ball that many times. That's how much of a weapon he could be. Uh, any final thoughts on this hypothetical before we go? I would have chosen James Devlin, fullback for the New England Patriots, but he's currently injured, so I fullback. No. I mean, that would be very nice because you could put him at fullback and then at defensive tackle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Imagine Amazing how many lead block. Imagine, I mean, Jahari would have the whole field open oh for him God. if he had James Nine Devlin blocking carry. for him. That would be uh, unbelievable. He went to Brown. That is true. Oh. He's, he's a smart. He's a smart, smart, smart coach. Yes, smart to take a lot. Take, take a lot of AP uh, courses at this high school. Okay, so for this hypothetical, we'll have a poll at the bottom for who you agree with most, and then feel free to comment who you think you could, the scouts could add to make their yep. team unstoppable. Now it's on to the Joey Goodster Show with Billy Gardner. Welcome back to the Joey Goodster Show. I'm your host, Billy Gardner. As with every week, we'll be talking about all things Michigan and Michigan football. And speaking of Michigan, you know who they obsess about? To the point where they neglect their own program, Ohio State. Which brings us to this week's topic. <laughs> Could Ohio State beat the Miami Dolphins? Unbelievable. Uh, no, clearly not. I think uh, a few years ago when the Browns went 0-16, uh, Vegas did a hypothetical spread for an Alabama versus the Browns game back right. when Alabama won the national championship. The spread was around 28 points. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, this Dolphins team might be worse than that Browns team. It's certainly looking like it. And, but I don't think this Ohio State team's better than that Alabama team that was one of the best teams college football's ever seen, in my opinion. So let's say the spread's starting out around 28 points, right? Ohio State, which is why we're going to add the last four drafts. 
Every Ohio State draft pick from the last four years is eligible to play on this team. Okay, do you think we can find four touchdowns there, boys? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we can. Going back to the most recent draft, 2019, Nick Bosa, Dwayne Haskins, Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Prince, okay? Nick Nick Bosa and Chase Young on, on the edges, that would yeah. be... Yeah. Nick Bosa, the Bosa brothers, and Joey Bosa. Bosa. The Bosa brothers, Joey Bosa. Right, oh playing together. Insane <laughs> yeah. talent on yeah. the edge. We have both the Bosas. We have Ezekiel Elliott for the secondary. Marshawn Lattimore, Malik Hooker, Garyon Conley, Denzel Ward... Eli Apples and Nickel Corner. That's more players than I can name on the Dolphins. That's yeah, significantly no, more players than I can name on the Dolphins. Vaughn Bell, is, Vaughn Bell is your other safety. Not the best, but still solid, okay? That secondary is going to lock down any receiver the Dolphins have. That's a couple pro bowlers right there. You there that name. is. Okay? Receivers. Michael Thomas. Need I say more? I will say more. Terry McLaurin. Because <laughs> Terry McLaurin is a god. Did you guys see his catch versus the, versus the Bears the other week? He was the only positive uh, of that game. The, the only Redskins. one. Only so, offensive playmaker on that Redskins team. For the quarterback, I think we stick with Fields. He's just so electric as a playmaker. He's going to be a high NFL draft pick. I don't think yeah, anyone's going to be He's a great running like back and wide receiver. Real Lamar Jackson type. Uh, I think I think Fields is the pick for quarterback, but we can always go with Haskins or even Cardell Jones if we want for some 12, reason. I mean, he, 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 he's tired of playing school. I think he yeah. could totally. He did graduate. He did not he did come here to play right, school. Right, so. did not come here to play school. For our offensive line, is probably the weaker one of the weaker groups on this team. We still have Pat Elfline. We have Taylor Decker. We have Billy Price, Michael Jordan, and Isaiah Prince. Is that the best offensive line? No. We'll probably get rocked by the Dolphins' defensive line. Probably. But... There are some good players, enough to give Zeke some holes, especially if we start running a pin-and-pull scheme, you know, start pulling some guards right. around, just collapsing down, get get Zeke moving to the outside. I think he can make that secondary miss. I mean, that'll be objectively better than any off semblance of offensive line uh, the Dolphins have. Oh they have five traffic cones there doing nothing. Absolutely. Uh, with Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, um, excuse me, uh, Tyquan Lewis if we want, uh, we have one of the better defensive lines that in the NFL. If you're not... Besides Clemson and Bama, I think this is probably the best college defensive line you can put up. You know, uh, and then what else? What else? What other positions? Tight are end. Tight end. Yeah. I don't even. I, I don't think they had a tight end they, drafted. I don't feel like they use tight ends. They don't really. Very they won't need a tight end. They really won't need a tight end. I'll be honest. Well, uh, I mean, you make a very convincing argument here, Billy, and I think the funniest part is that uh, really, I don't think you can do the same thing with Michigan. I don't think Michigan has as many. Uh, a, a Pro Bowl caliber players as Ohio State has within the last four years in this current draft class. Would Michigan you, would doesn't you agree? have good no. players. The thing with Michigan, who's their quarterback? The like. thing with Michigan, John O'Cord, the thing with Michigan <laughs> is that they produce such fantastic NFL talents. Look at Devin White. Uh, just look at him. Look at him. Devin play. Bush, you mean? Devin White went to LSU. Excuse me. Sorry, I mean <laughs> Devin Bush. Steelers, That's correct. Steelers yeah. We're talking about the Steelers guy. Yeah. Yeah, Devin Bush. Look at Devin Bush. He's fantastic for the Steelers. He will be with that team for years to come. But Michigan can never put it together when they're all on the field in college. And I think that's a failure of the coaching staff. And I, like I said last week, I still don't think you can fire. You, you still can't fire Harbaugh. As much as you want to fire Harbaugh, you can't. Going to put a scenario out Harbaugh. there. I know this person has been linked with uh, the U of SC in uh, Southern California. Michigan fires Jim oh, no. Harbaugh. Oh, no. Hires Urban oh, Meyer. Oh, my no. gosh. What, what He's going happen? to USC. What yeah. that happen? Uh, Urban Meyer to Rutgers, book it. <laughs> I think Urban Meyer would Meyer, rather die than go to Michigan. Urban Meyer to Rutgers, Greg Schiano to Michigan. I don't even think Urban Meyer can save that Michigan program. 
I disagree, but I also don't think Urban Meyer is going to Michigan. Yeah, he's definitely going he to USC. I was just putting it out there. He That'd just be... opened a restaurant in, uh, in Columbus, uh, Columbus. titled 9-0. and I think Columbus would burn effigies of Urban Meyer if he went to Michigan. I yep. think it, I think they'd probably assume he went there to sabotage the program from the inside. Oh, oh well. Oh. <laughs> Biggest betrayal betrayal in Ohio since LeBron James went to South Beach. I concur. And then came back and then went to the Lakers. Uh, Billy Gardner making another incredibly convincing argument uh, relating to Ohio State this week that Ohio State, this current crop of Ohio State players, and in the their last draft. four draft classes could beat. Uh, the Miami Dolphins in their current form. You, you, we, we even even, Xavier Howard and Josh Rose. I, I mean, Raekwon McMillan. Right, I can name three, you know, four, three or four players. Raekwon McMillan went to Ohio <laughs> State. Right, right. We, we haven't even talked. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so what, what team is he playing for? Is he, uh... Uh, Raekwon McMillan would play for the Ohio State. Okay, the all right. Dolphins would lose <laughs> he, him. He has, he has, or or they get priority. a clone. I, Take his right. I'm not sure how we're doing it. Take we his did. talents from South Beach to Columbus. We didn't even talk about special teams either. He only switched teams at halftime. We didn't even talk about special teams either. They've had some strong kickers. And then Cameron Johnston, former punter for Ohio Great State punter. currently uh, on the they Eagles. They wouldn't need to punt. Right. I mean, they, they, they wouldn't, of course, you need that, but some solid special teams there as well. So, I, you know, What's well. What's for the scores? Very well-rounded team. Gosh. I feel like Ohio State could light them up on D. I'd, I'd say, I'd say four, I, it would be 42, 28. I'd say it's pretty low scoring. It's game. gonna be much more low scoring with that without Ohio yeah. State offensive line. Yep. The Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphins are gonna get so much constant pressure, but I think Ohio State's gonna slip off a few big ones to Michael Thomas or Ezekiel Elliott, and I think that that defense is gonna lock up the Dolphins. I'd say the score would probably be seventeen to seventeen to six. We'll say two field goals for the I Dolphins. I think thirteen to seven. The Ohio State Buckeyes team. Wins. I d- I think it'd be higher scoring when you put Zeke and Michael Thomas yeah. out there. Yeah, but there, Zeke Ohio behind State. no offensive line. It's the Dolphins. Still. Who's on their defensive line? Cameron Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm saying, say thirty-five, twenty-one Ohio State. 27-17 Ohio State. I think this is uh, uh, an objectively more fun uh, argument than than you know will will a team beat the Browns? You know will or will uh, you know could Alabama beat the Browns? This is Absolutely much more not. fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another great great segment on the Joey Goodser show with Billy Gardner. All right, that's just about it, Carson. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, turns out Ohio State does have a tight end drafted, like third round pick in 2016, Nick Vanett, and on oh, Pro Football oh, Reference, of course. his nickname is Baby Gronk, and oh, I think... I thought that was yeah. Adam Shaheen. That's a pretty point. I thought that was Adam Shaheen. There's a lot of Baby Gronks. He had a lot of Baby, baby, baby Gronk Jr. Alright, uh, th- that wraps up episode number two of The Water Cooler. Discussed a lot this episode. Please vote in our poll down below uh, as to what NFL player you would choose to improve this Lake Forest Scots football team. Uh, as always, I'm Peter Elliott. I'm Billy Gardner. Carson Ford. I'm Ryan Peters. Thanks for listening to episode two of The Water Cooler.